Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. At the um, I've been looking at it online, kind of watching the price on it, but I want to get that uh, 27 inch curved Samsung monitor. Oh, yeah, it's only it's like not even it's like 150 some odd bucks, so it's like I mean, what's the uh refresh rate and all that, you know? Yeah, that's what you really need to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I need to look I mean, cool. That's all it. But you don't you don't play a lot of PC games, so no, it really doesn't matter. No, and you know, I just kind of like you know, for me, it's just like editing videos and stuff like that, and pornography. Yeah, and I mean, you know, right. we, you need that, right? You know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you absolutely. Can, I mean, you know, you can only go so far with Pornhub on a flat screen. <laughs> no, but yeah, you know, I'm not even laughing. It's true. You I know, know what I mean? It's just, just like. <laughs> 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 I mean, you know, we're not saying anything nobody doesn't know, right? Right. We're not fucking animals. You know what I mean? Like, I know. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I need it. I need new monitors. I mean, the monitors. I have a monitor. It works. Yeah, it's like mine. You know, and but the other one's like a 720p fucking television i have sitting on the corner yeah well yeah it's it's like this yeah this one that i have it's like a you know 19 no 17 inch like 17 inch you know vga monitor i have an hdmi port on my fucking computer but i haven't been able to use it because i don't have a monitor than hdmi port so it's like ah but you know the struggle i know it's like First world problems, <laughs> but it's actually real world. Is really what right. we're trying to say. Like we're actually we actually have issues. Right. What we're trying to say. <laughs> uh, oh, but yeah, I want to get that. I want to get a graphics card. <laughs> At least you don't need a new hard drive. <laughs> well, I decided I'm going to have the switch, um, which I still haven't really spoken about, and I won't today. Um, oh yeah, I will. Ha! It's on there. I remember. <laughs> um, 
I have that, but then I, I, I said, you know what? I'm just going to use the PC as like my main gaming unit at house because there's no point in fucking. First of all, I can get games for way cheaper on the PC. Yeah. You know, the deals are ridiculous. So, and that's really it. That's the, <laughs> that was the, the main point I wanted to make. So, uh, all right. Welcome everybody to the Lazy Geeks. Uh, yes. Happy Pi Day. Right. Um, and not the. Well, <laughs> not the two ways you could take pie, you know, but this is oh. actually PI and 3.14 blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. Right. So, yeah. Which I saw, um, I follow God on Twitter. Oh, yeah. And he said the last digit of pie is four. four. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> you know, a little... You know, yeah. got a little information there. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> I saw that this morning too. <laughs> I was like, whatever. Even <laughs> before, there, you know now. Because <laughs> yeah. if anybody's going to know, you know. <laughs> right, right. right. That makes sense. It's the invented math. Right. You know, so. Or if you go, you know, Pi Day isn't real. It's just, you know, math people trying to sell more math. <laughs> right. <laughs> fucking conspiracy i know man it's like i mean you know we all know this is just a commercialization of math right you know uh uh and yes it is thursday and uh we are a little late but you know adam's finally feeling mostly better Listen. well i feel i feel better sick wise i'm just tired so it's like i last sunday right yeah, yeah. um well you were no, feeling no you last sunday the sunday before that yeah um, I started feeling quite ill. Okay. I'd fallen, fallen a little sick and I was like, fuck, I'm gonna call out tomorrow. So I called out and it just progressively got worse. I got a fever and I'm like, fuck. So I call my boss. I'm like, Hey, let me just take the next two days off. Cause I already know I'm going to need this amount of time. Okay. So she does that too. So the fever broke around Tuesday, either Monday night or Tuesday. But I still just congested and fucking gross. Didn't have to get any prescription medicine. Didn't get an infection. Nothing like that. It was just really bad. And then it didn't clear up till I want to say the the next Sunday. So now last Sunday. And then my voice, my throat got really dry because I've been fucking shoving cold medicine down my throat. You know, so now all the phlegm clears up and it's like, oh, shit. And then my vo- it hurt to speak for a minute. Voice went away. Just bye. Mm-hmm. Took a fucking vacation. <laughs> Deuces, bro. <laughs> right. So I tell Steve, oh, the podcast can be a little difficult to record. You know. So, of course I called him a bitch, but you know. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, it's what it is. <laughs> and then, but ever since I've been sick, my sleep, it's like, I'll sleep for four hours and my body's like, you're good. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And then I wake up refreshed. I'm like, oh, all right. You know, whatever. Let's take a shower. Let's get the day going. And two hours later, I'm like, I'm going to die. Like, <laughs> like, I'm literally going to die. You know, so it's, uh, it's, it's, been, an, it's been an exciting um, adventure, I guess. Um, and exciting? You guys Is are, that really the word you want to go with? <laughs> right. And everyone, having me record this emergency podcast on, on Thursday <laughs> is a blessing. So you're welcome. <laughs> I just want to go to bed. You know? So you're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, because I remember the Sunday before you were like, you were actually complaining because you, you go, well, I hope we can do the show because I'm coughing a lot. And I was like, 
you know, you're like, but I'm going to take some stuff and hopefully, you know, it should subside. And it did. And we did the show and you were fine. And yeah. then like the next day you're like, yeah, my voice is gone. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, okay. And, uh, yeah. So it was just, yeah, it was weird how it was just like seemed to progressively got worse. But, and then you're like, oh yeah, I'm back at work, but now I'm tired. <laughs> I honestly, I haven't been that sick in a very long time. Yeah. And, and to the point that it was annoying. Like, I was like, <laughs> okay, you know, like, I'm over this. Shit to do. <laughs> yeah. Like I was sick. I went back to work on that Thursday and I was sick and I was, I just wasn't feverish. And then I was sick on Friday and people would ask me, I'm like, can you get the fuck away from me? Like, just don't talk to me. Like I was, people would come by and I would cough a little grosser. So they would leave. <laughs> yeah. This fucking, uh, it was funny where he's like, tell me, he goes, yeah, my voice is gone. And I was like, well, that shouldn't bother you. You talk out of your ass most of the time. So I could still do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, uh, so yeah. So, you know, nailing Adam to his cross, you know, he's here. You're welcome. I died for your sin. Okay. <laughs> All right. So not to prolong the agony any further, might as well just jump right into everything. Right. Uh, so go jump into our short takes here. So, uh, back in January, the CW renewed all of its superhero television shows, but one of those renewed shows announced that it'll be ending next year. Arrow, the show that started the Arrowverse, announced that it'll be ending with a shortened 10-episode 8th season. However, it most likely will be replaced by the yet-to-be-picked-up Batwoman. Um, one of the funny things about this one is that I... There was a fan theory going around because if you saw the Elseworlds, the monitor said that Barry and Kara had to die in order to fix what was going to happen. And Oliver went to the monitor and was supposed to negotiate for something. Then at the end, you see um, Oliver come in and and uh, save save the day, basically. So the some of the things some of the people were saying, well, does that mean? Maybe he negotiated him to himself to take their place. And I was like, they're not going to do that. If they're going to, I go, what are they going to run the show without, you know, Stephen Amell? And then hearing that, oh yeah, they're going to have just a 10 episode season. I was like, wait, usually episode nine or 10 is when they do the crossover event. And I was like, oh, maybe it is going to happen. Maybe they are going to do that. So going to be interesting because the next the next one is crisis of infinite earths and everybody knows people die in that one yep so we'll have to see see what happens in that dun 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 <laughs> um so real quick i was supposed to write a whole thing and you know i got sick so whatever um i'll probably do it this weekend uh <laughs> the nintendo switch so i bought a nintendo switch um I traded in my Wii U and all its games because I was like, fuck it. You know, it's just sitting here. No one's really playing it. And um, so I kind of paid for half of it, which was nice. I picked up the Switch. Awesome console. Um, the whole you can take it out the dock and take it with you thing is dope. And I do it all the time. It goes in my backpack to go to work. And sometimes I'll break or whatever. I'll pull that shit out and just get some Mario in. You know, um, is it the most powerful console? No. Hmm. Is it the most graphically intense console? No, but it's not supposed to be, you know, so who gives a fuck? Right. Um, I also think it's the perfect comp, like 
this is the perfect console for PC gamers. I'm going to tell you why. Please you have do. your PC at home and you're playing all the fucking AAA crazy games at max settings and all that. But you can't take your fucking PC with you. I mean, you can, but it would be a little cumbersome to set up <laughs> at the fucking, you know, chicken place where you're getting food. But you could take that Switch with you. And, and the Switch might not have the most powerful graphics, but everything looks clean. And has, the, of course, Nintendo consoles have the best exclusives. So I, I have no complaints whatsoever. I don't, I don't need an Xbox. I don't need a PlayStation. My Switch and my computer, especially with the Master Chief collection coming to PC. <laughs> so it is what it is. But yeah, I definitely suggest if you like if you've liked Nintendo, if you've ever liked Nintendo in the past, you've been on the fence, definitely pick up a Nintendo Switch. Um, it's just it's weird at first, like any Nintendo console. <laughs> Nintendo consoles nowadays are kind of like that that cute chick, but that you don't really know if it's safe to date her. Right. So like when you first get her in a room, you're kind of like. What am I? What are you doing? You know, you can't. You kind of. She's doing some weird, like, like snake charming dance or something. You don't get it. And then after a while, you're like, you know what? This actually fits. This this is good. I like that. I'm into this. I didn't even know I was into it. <laughs> and then you make sweet, sweet love. You know. And that's the Nintendo Switch. It's, it's exactly been a while, it's been a while since for. you've been out, huh? Huh? It's been a it's been a while since you've been out, huh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, definitely. Like I said. If you've been on the fence and you have the money, of course, of course, you might want to wait, though, because there's rumors that they're going to be coming out with a second version of it. Yeah, like a slim. Yeah. So it's it's, a, it's so it's so slim. It's a Game Boy. <laughs> I don't know how you can get it any fucking slimmer, but it's, it's I mean, game, whatever. It turns into a Game Boy Advance. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the mini or something. <laughs> I mean, whatever. They'll 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 just what it will do is they'll make some weird new one and it will lower the price of the one that's out now right exactly so you know <laughs> and and also too nintendo's loosened the reins on that that whole nintendo tax like yes their games tend to stay full price for a while but they have a lot of deals yeah like i bought um mario plus rabbits for like 20 bucks nice. with all the dlc you know so i mean there's deals you just have to pay attention because sometimes they, they're old school about it. Like they had a deal on Zelda, the Zelda game and, and Mario Odyssey. It dropped down to 45 bucks. It was for a day. <laughs> like it hurt yeah. me the fuck up. Yeah, and they exactly. weren't exactly announcing it either. No, of course not. You know, were you one of the lucky few? Yeah, motherfucker. Next time you say something about it. <laughs> right. Dick. Yeah. You know. <laughs> All right. So remember that annoying Disney vault? That thing that would artificially inflate a shortage of their randomly released it titles. It was ins- insulting is what it was. It was Nintendo. Right. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of level it was. Well, it's coming to an end. When Bob Iger announced that all Disney's back catalog will be released via their Disney Plus streaming service. Thus giving hardcore Disney fans more incentive to join their streaming service, which is due out sometime this year. And that's cool. I mean, I'm def- definitely going to get the streaming service. I mean, <laughs> I, why wouldn't we? I know it's like, I mean, for me, it was like when I did the post on this, I put up a, a picture of um, the Robin Hood with the fox and the and I was like, I just want to know, can I watch this on the streaming service? <laughs> like, can, right. can I just watch that? They're going to have all the old school shit on there. Mm-hmm. 
all the Marvel movies will probably be on there. All the Star Wars movies. Well, bruh, that uh, animated What If series for Marvel. Yeah. That's I'm yeah. like, oh, and it's supposed to have the real life actors voicing them. Oh, no shit. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm telling you, that'll be awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely I mean, we have to get it. Yeah. You know. hmm. Um, a little bit of switch news, too. So. The Switch, if you have um, the online service, which, yes, isn't the greatest, for fuck's sake, people complain so much about it. It's like $4 a month. (laughs) Um, You get the NES Classic Arcade. So um, they just released two games for it, too, Kid Icarus and Star Tropics. I was like, oh, shit. Kid Icarus. I've I've had so many bad days with that game. Right, but it's still amazing. Like, you (laughs) want to play it, and then you're like, ah. Um, So... They have a good amount of gaming, like 30 games on there, 20, 30. I might be getting a little over the top. Um, and everyone's like, well, why, why is it only NES? Like, can we, can we play some SNES games? Like, what's up? They haven't announced anything yet, but people do the data mining. They sneak, you know, and they, they found that some SNES stuff in the code. So either, um, oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I'm just talking about just it. Just talking. You know what just I mean? Talking. Like, fuck. Can I speak? Yeah, Jesus. Here, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it all over again. Okay? Watch. There was a huge disappointment when Nintendo said they weren't developing a virtual console for the Switch. However, it seems that it may be coming. Even every month, Nintendo has updated its Netflix-style buffet of vintage NES games with new titles. January was no exception. However, data miners... It makes them sound like fucking um, <laughs> like demons or something, you know. Be, be data. aware of the data miners. <laughs> you see Gandalf pop in. <laughs> <laughs> data miners have discovered that along with officially announced new NES games, the code also contains references to an SNES emulator along with a boatload of potential Super Nintendo games. The SNES emulator resembles the tech in the SNES Classic, just as the Switch's NES emulator is basically the nes classic but these new games don't correspond entirely with the mini consoles library here's a hypothetical uh, here's the hypothetical initial switch snes lineup super mario kart super soccer legend of zelda link to the past demon's crest yoshi's island um stunt race fx kirby kirby's dream course pop and twin b okay Fox. <laughs> Contra 3. Oh, Contra 3. That's right. Kirby Super Super Ghouls and Ghosts. There you go. Kirby's Dreamland <laughs> 3, Super Metroid, Super Mario World, Pilot Wings, F-Zero, Star Fox 2, which never released. Right. We've only had it in the SNES Classic. Super Punch-Out, The Legend of the Mystical Ninja, and Super, oh, Super Mario All-Stars, which is a super rare game and amazing. And Breath of, Breath of Fire too, which is also good. So, um, we'll have to see. Yeah, I don't know why they haven't done it since the beginning, to be honest. Yeah, because like I remember when they came out, and then Nintendo said, "No, we're not working on a virtual console," and everybody was like, "Well, that's kind of lame." And then you know, it was like you know, it's like you had it on you know the Wii and the Wii U. It's like what kind of what the fuck? So it's like free money for them. yeah. Like even and I've seen people. Say, like, don't even put it on the stupid streaming thing. Just, I'll buy it. Five bucks a game. And I would, too. Well, that's what they did with the Wii. 
Yeah, you and had people to have bought the fuck out oh, of it. Oh fuck yeah, I did. You had to have points. So you had to yeah. go to the store and buy those. That's how point they, cards. they still do it that yeah. way. Yeah. You had to buy the point card. So it was kind of like, okay, cool. And but then you can you can add uh, now you can add a debit card and what it does is every time you have to you let's say like when I wanted to buy the Mario Rabbids, it goes, Do you want to add a certain amount of points or do you want to add exactly the amount of points that buy the game? And I, and I just put exact amount of points and it just charges a card <laughs> on its own. So um yeah, I mean that'd be great. And and those are that's the lineup, man. That that was like the rich kid in the neighborhood <laughs> who had all the games. Who you, you know hated, I mean? but you didn't voice you hated him because you wanted to go over and play his games. Right. Because you were so close to getting the master sword. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Star Fox, do a barrel roll. Uh, <laughs> but that'd be cool. If they do that, I that would just be that would just be icing on the cake at that point. <laughs> <laughs> But dude, Kid Icarus, when I saw that, I was like, oh my god, I I literally would break I would break my switch because Kid Icarus is a great game, but it's infuriating. Oh my god, it is. You know, that's how indestructible those original NES controllers were. Like I know yeah. I've thrown that shit so many times, but if you give me that that Joy-Con, no, I'll be I better be buying yes. some extra supplies of that shit because <laughs> I'm gonna be breaking shit if I'm playing that. Uh, so, you know, retro gaming has been a thing for a while, yet with all the old games come some modern upgrades. Now, there are some retro PC gamers that are looking for the OG Diablo from 1996. Well, GOG, or GOG, is offering the first ever digital download of the game in all its 1996 glory, with the exception of compatibility upgrades to run on Windows 10, uh, for $10 dollars. I I told this I think I replied to your tweet about this. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, I I would buy it and I, I have a, a special place in my hat for this game. The first Diablo. It's one of the first PC games I ever played. Um and I loved it. So many hours spent. Uh it was also the first it was the first online game I ever played. And it was a mess back then. It was <laughs> battle net. You know, it was fucking crazy. Um, the, they, they need to put an option in there where I could speed it up at least double. Oh, because yeah. it's an old game and, and you don't walk that fast. I think somebody, I think in, one, in an article that I was looking at also said the same thing. They're like, this is cool, but make the walking faster. Exactly. Because that was the only problem with that one. And we didn't know any better back in the day. Yeah. You know, but it, this was cutting now, edge back in the day. <laughs> now we know better. Right. You know, so we're like now because even Diablo two, like you could play Diablo two now. Yeah, like it, you know, it did no issues. But it's um, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool. Ten bucks. So I think ten bucks is a reasonable reasonable price. Really, for the original ninety six version? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. You know, ten bucks is ten bucks. <laughs> you know, that's two fucking drinks at Starbucks. Yeah, you know, only who gives a shit? That's true. You know, maybe five, but then there's no point for them to release it. Right? They'll just be like, whatever. Um, go ahead, motherfucker. Or you want to alternate? Yeah, it's alternating. Okay, I forgot the whole thing. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, <laughs> four days that he forgot everything. Oh, fuck me. You know, <laughs> there is no mercy in the in this dojo. <laughs> 
There's no person in this dojo. <laughs> After waiting for nearly a year, we have a release date for the second season of Cobra Kai. The trailer was released this week uh, and sees the, the war between Jimmy and Daniel turned into a gang war between dojos. The entire series will be released on YouTube Premium on April 24th. Uh, honestly, the only reason to get YouTube Premium um, and no commercials. Yeah. Uh, which is nice on the phone. It doesn't <laughs> affect me at home, but on the phone, man, you can't even watch a YouTube video without <laughs> it being premium. It's ridiculous. Oh yeah, I know. When you start getting here, it's like, oh my god, you gotta, you gotta knock it off. Right. Um, yeah, I'm really psyched for it. It's gonna be. I'm looking forward to it and seeing Daniel going up against Johnny for fucking. Uh, Was it in the trailer? He's. Uh, Giving, he's giving away classes like the class you get to sign up for his his karate class for free and so it's like and then with you know uh bringing back johnny's old sensei it's just like it's just gonna get real so yeah. i'm looking forward to this one yeah i'm excited oh another thing in april because we were talking about good things in april there's another thing the end of april we got cobra kai season two yeah april's popping off man like it's to the point that I'm going to have to schedule these things. <laughs> like there's a lot to watch, you know? Yeah. All right. So if you ever wanted to remote play on your iOS device, you're in luck. A new system software update for the PlayStation four rolled out last week, allowing console owners the option to control their systems from their iPhone or iPad via remote play for iOS. New, the, a new app, PS4 Remote Play is available to download for free from the Apple App Store. PS4 Remote Play will let iOS owners control their PS4s, join voice chats using the microphone, and enter text on their console using the keyboard on their mobile device. That's nice because, you know, trying to do it on the keyboard through your, you know, yeah. DualShock is fucking annoying. So, but obviously... This isn't for every game. If you don't think you can, uh, if so don't think you can play Call of Duty on this bitch. The app requires iOS 12.1 or later, a PlayStation Network account and a home Wi-Fi network. I already see two things wrong with this. PS4 Remote Play cannot be used over a mobile network, and it is not compatible with the DualShock controller, according to the app's release notes. Now, if you're lucky, if you're planning on playing this on the go, like you can with the PlayStation Vita, RIP. You're so out of luck. Since you won't be able to use a DualShock controller, that means functionality will be extremely limited. Sony recommends an iPhone 7, iPad 6th generation, iPad Pro 2nd generation, or newer iOS device for PS4 remote play. Not all titles are supported. So Sony says no titles were given at the announcement, so there's that too. Because, like, you know, they've already released it for Android. Right. And um, and um, Android mobile and device and um, tablets. And I've seen the configurations that allow you to play it with a DualShock. So it's kind of like, well, if you can't use it on an iOS device, what's the fucking point? So this is still over local network, right? It's not yeah. my PlayStation's at home and I'm at the fucking bus stop. Right. Not like you could with the. Right. Yeah. Because the other ones, I think with the Android and obviously with the Vita, you can. Right. So I was like, so that means you just got to be in the house. You know, just like, no. The Vita was the same. You had to be in the house. It didn't. It didn't work outside anywhere. You had to be on the same network, hmm. which is fine. I mean, that, that's you know, it's still cool. That's how the Wii U was too. Although its range or its range was fucking horrifying. <laughs> but um, 
like using old I, rabbit ears. <laughs> yeah. Like I think, um, I think that's dope to be honest. And it's, it's one of those things like, can we do remote play to the PC? That's my question. <laughs> like, because if I'm serious, like if we can, or if there's like a box I could get to do it, you know, I could use the PS4 that's in my kid's room and play that Spider-Man joint. <laughs> that has to go in the room. You know what I mean? That's true. I like all this remote play stuff. And, and we got to give props to Xbox for really um, pioneering that. Yeah. And I've used, um, I use it today. I was playing a little, not today, um, last weekend. I got a, an itch. And it was funny because they hadn't even announced the uh, Halo Master Chief Collection for PC. So like, I want to play some fucking Halo. I just want to play Halo. But I don't want to play it downstairs. I like to be at my desk. You know, I, I picked up the Xbox controller. I opened the fucking. I had one on my desk. I opened the Xbox uh, app. Turns the fucking thing on. Hmm. Bob's your fucking uncle. There you, you know? go. Yeah, there's lag. Let's let's be real. <laughs> yeah, <You know? laughs> it's not bad, but it's noticeable. Right. It's yeah. like the same thing. Like on, um, if you're using uh, your iPad for AirPlay, which allows you to, you know. Uh, send it over to your Apple TV right. and play it. And it's like, yeah, there's lag and there's pixelation. It's cool though, but at the same time, you're kind of like, mm. <laughs> it's awesome. It, yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome, <laughs> you know, for not having it, but it's like, yeah, it could be better. So, uh, all right. So moving on into our watch list for this week. So we're coming up on our three shows. Hopefully Adam will remember these shows that these episodes that we're talking about um you know we'll see <laughs> we'll see <laughs> um you'll hear probably a lot of oh that's right you know coming out of this one uh let's give you a break all right say <laughs> 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 uh all right so first one up is star trek discovery episode oh yeah no I'm <laughs> <laughs> episode eight if memory serves so this was a big build-up from the week prior because um discovery actually basically walked all over the uh the timeline of the cage the official awesome. the first pilot of star trek um first off that last time on star trek and it was just a recap of the menagerie or the the yeah. cage was fucking sick so you got like Leonard Nimoy starting it off and then you have Jeffrey Hunter as Pike and all of those and then cuts to cuts to the current one it was cool because th then it came up on the new pike you know uh uh anson's uh pike. it showed it showed just how much he looked like yeah <laughs> um the old one like he really does like yeah. it's it's pretty amazing and it was it was really cool because i like how they just picked it up and kind of gave a little more information because now you have pike and um the girl that he had met in the cage still having that lingering where, you know, she says, I still think about you. He says, I think about you too a lot, you know, so I've been thinking about you. <laughs> and which was cool because, you know, when we comes to the menagerie, you know, it, it kind of makes the sense as to why he goes back there. Right. And then we get into the whole relationship between Spock and, uh, Michael, which was pretty interesting because you kind of, it, there was an illusion that it was something different as to the reason why Spock hated her. You know, it, it seemed like there was... It, you know what? It's sad, too, because they really... Like, Spock really doesn't want to fucking talk to her. Yeah. Like, and, and it's... 
it's it's a it was done so well and i think it it really showed off the actor i I can't remember his name ethan peck um thank you um it showed his acting chops a hundred percent because i don't see him copying leonard anymore no i see him kind of re redoing a a character and he's doing it very well and I, i think that he's spock is very difficult to play i would guess because he does have a half human side, but he doesn't embrace it. Right. So he has, I mean, and Vulcans technically have worse emotions than us, hmm. but he keeps it so under the surface and it's gotta be difficult to do, you know, and, and to portray it. Like he, he looks like he's a hair's breath away from fucking slapping her <laughs> or just popping off and screaming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it was really well done. I was very impressed. Yeah. I liked the way he was able to, he, he, he kind of did a lot of like explaining a little more, I think on a level of like why Spock is the way he is, why right. he really wants to shun the human side. And you're like, kind of like, okay, I can see that now it kind of, it feeds into the character that's already been established as a little more of like, okay, now I can see why he really wants to get away from that. But then again, you know, and then the evolution that happens when he, you know, meets up with Kirk and McCoy and all of that. And then, you know, starts to kind of, utilize it to a manipulative degree <laughs> right um but i really liked how they they really focused on the michael spock relationship it wasn't overplayed i loved the scene when she was like questioning him and he's like you're not say- you're not giving me a question that you don't already know the answer to and then she's like how's the beard going for you you know how's the beard- that was funny <laughs> how's the beard working for you which is yeah. kind of like a brother sister kind of jab you know <laughs> right <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed that. It, it's just, I don't know. There's real pain there, and it, it was kind of sad to um to see unfold. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't think they're gonna keep Spock around for too fucking long, because it, it, it's almost like being a prequel, and us knowing what Spock is supposed to be doing right now. It kind of makes it like he'll be there until the ship's fixed. Yeah. And then he's going to he's going to leave. He can't he can't be uh, hanging around like for a long time. Well, so I think he's just going to be here for the for the Red Angel act. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And I think that's good. I, yeah. I think I think it's good because a character like that kind of sucks the air out of the room a little bit for a lot of Trekkies. You yeah. know what I mean? It's it's he's a big deal. Well, yeah, that's like um what was it? Chris Pine that said he goes, yeah, if Shatner ever came on one of the movies, it'd have to be about him and Shatner. Right. And he goes, it can't be about anything else. And, and it's true. Cause like, even with Spock, when he was on the, the, you know, the, in the, uh, the reboot, the 2009 reboot, it was still hev- heavy Spock, you know? Yeah. And, uh, cause it has to, be. cause yeah, it has to be because he's a, he's a main focal point. And yeah, of course I, I always figure they're going to be this until the red angel arc is over. However, CBS All Access. If uh, you really know what to do, since this is ten years before the original series, we can have a new series with the Enterprise again. You just bring in Pike and Spock. You got your show. Yeah, you got your show. Yeah, yeah. But how many years did he captain the Enterprise? He's supposed to have taken it over from Pike. Who was supposed Kirk. to take it over? From Pike? Kirk. No, I know. So if you do if you do a, a pike a pike Spock, there's a deadline there. Yeah, like ten years or eight oh, years. Ten, okay, so yeah. it's it's a quite a bit of time. Yeah, there's quite a bit of time before okay. before that. So yeah, because I forget Spock's a lot older than Kirk because he's yeah. uh 
Vulcan, Vulcan right? Yeah. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, and then you had the whole, um, I like the whole, uh, thing you had on the, on discovery with them trying to use the, uh, well, first off that whole situation between, um, uh, Stamets and, uh, right. And the, the doctor was just like, Oh my God. It's basically, you know, it's basically saying, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> Right. Because he doesn't know who he is, which is interesting because you have him and you have, you know, uh, uh, Ash, you know, so they, they both kind of have this identity crisis thing going. And his acting has been oh, intense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that whole scene in the, in the mess hall, it was, it was intense. Like it from both of them, yeah. really. Let's let's not take away from uh, from um, what's his name, Ash. <laughs> Even though I never know anyone's <laughs> fucking name. Um, very very tense scene, both physically and emotionally. Um, I like Saru keeping it real fucking G <laughs> and going. This needs to happen, and he was right. Yeah, but he was also right to be scolded because yeah. obviously they're in a professional setting. <laughs> you can't be like this, this little duke it out. You, you kind of yeah. expect to see a side scene where you have the, the thing open up and Ash looks up and it's fucking inter, um, discovery HR, you know, right. like I'm popping in there, you know, like we've got a complaint. <laughs> we're not assigning, <laughs> we're not assigning blame here, but you know, and like suddenly he's sitting there watching a, you know, an anger management video. <laughs> So <laughs> that would actually be pretty fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, but uh, the interaction between uh, uh, Spock, Michael, and the Telosians was really cool. Um, they really kind of kept a lot of it the way the way it was in the cage, and I really liked how that worked up. And I really love fucking Michelle Yeoh. I can't, I can't wait for that. Pre- that show series with her to, to come out because yeah. it's all, her in section 31 and uh, and then of course um, when they think they captured uh, Spock and uh, Michael and I love it where he's like you know where the um, what's Vina I think is her name is telling Pike to let him go trust me or trust us and then they let him go and then they're like the enterprise uh, discovery ceased uh, the thing is like, okay, beam him there. And then, um, and Giorgio is the only one going, why would they release him so quickly? Like, aren't you curious? And he's like, I don't care. And beams him over there. And then it's just, you know, she's like, it's basically, uh, I, when they appeared, I was like, Oh my God, it's a fucking forced illusion. Right. You know, it was like, you know, say goodbye, Spock. Goodbye, Spock. <laughs> that was awesome i didn't see it coming you know i thought that was cool too but um let's not this next episode which technically i think is out now yeah it's out tonight um for us uh is where robot girl goes all fucking haywire because yeah, in the and last it, episode she was it looked like she got infected yeah she got like a virus from that probe but i want to probably know. got that fucking microsoft update i swear to god yeah I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. She she running Windows twenty eight, <laughs> you know. Um, you got the blue screen of death on there. <laughs> I really want to know 
what she is like i they 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 explain they're doing nothing. that slowly this season they're yeah. telling you more about who's in the on the bridge and stuff but she seems so fucking dope yeah but my problem is i think she's a cyborg mm. because it's very well established in canon that data was the first um fully autonomous like positronic brain right you know um sentient robot or android sorry um so she obviously has something biological about her because she fucking can't Borg. be like data. They wouldn't make any sense. It honestly irritate. <laughs> I would be like, all right, now, now you guys are just fucking shitting on shitting on camp. She's part Borg. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and I'm curious. Yeah, as, I'm, they, I'm, we've already met the Borg. Yeah. I'm curious. Uh, you know, I'm curious to see what happens with, uh, because it's, uh, it, it's basically we're getting, it's a temporal time war which is what we're we've already kind of are establishing that you know people yeah. from the future come back and destroy the fish and it, it reminds me of uh, first contact you know maybe there's a wake that will somehow shield them from the changes on the timeline <laughs> he lo- steve loves that fucking line it's and so, every it's every time he says it i fucking laugh because it's so ridiculous <laughs> it's the definition of star trek is that fucking line like there is always some techno babble right. to explain what's going on <laughs> yeah because it's like uh because you know it's from for those of you that don't know because i know there's some that don't watch star trek but it's it's from first contact <laughs> and it's just such it's such a oh okay it's a throwaway line that just kind of here's the best part of techno babble you make anything it actually makes sense <laughs> Yeah. It's just too convenient. Right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I guess. And that's the best thing about Technobabble is that if you've been watching the show and you understand what they're saying, you go, oh, yeah, I guess that could happen. <laughs> and then you just kind of let it go. <laughs> or, For the sake of the plot, we're just going to accept <laughs> this fucking ridiculousness. What's, what's hilarious, too, is because you see it in Orville, Tachyons. Yeah, the the miracle, the miracle, uh, the miracle of tachyons. <laughs> I love it. It's like it's just when you have, you know, it's kind of one of those things of, well, we have this intense um, intensity of blank, and it's like, oh, well, we don't know. Let's just put tachyons right in there. <laughs> just right. like that's their go to word. Um, all right, so yeah, I'm looking forward to the next one. Um, uh, now that we finally got Spock in here, it's like, okay, cool. Now we can get the story going, and. Uh, yeah, that was a long ass lead up. <laughs> eight episodes took us yeah. to get to Spock. Uh, God, we're already eight episodes in. Yeah, huh? so there's probably what eight. We got thirteen in a season. Yeah, so probably like five more episodes. That's a shame. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, me neither. Um, so the next one is the Orville Blood of Patriots episode ten. Um, this was a cool, a cool episode to come back from. Yeah, you know, um, basically the plot of this one is. Um, Oh, what's his name? Uh, I always forget the pilot's name uh, of the Orville. Oh, and uh, I know <laughs> I should just have IMDb up when I when I start when we well, start. Here, here's here's my main takeaway from this. Just real quick, this is one of those episodes of 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 any any one of those stories. It's a, it's an old kind of story yeah. where who you think is the enemy is not the enemy. Which reminds me of a movie I just saw. <laughs> so you're, it has that twist. I kind of saw it coming. Yeah. But it was still, in, it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch unfold. I didn't see 
the girl though. Yeah, that one that would, threw me off. That, I was that, like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, Gordon, Gordon. That's what it is. Gordon. It was yeah. a good Gordon centric. I, I wanted to call him Cody. <laughs> I don't <laughs> feel it's disrespectful. <laughs> that is. Yeah. That is. Yeah. Um, but it was. It was. We hadn't had a Gordon centric episode, you know, and so this one kind of. Because uh, I, I think in a lot of instances with Gordon, he's very much that light character that doesn't have a whole lot of background. You know, um, we kind of he's kind of the comic relief a little bit. Right. And, you know, uh, it was interesting, too, because the day we were going to record, um, uh, my brother started watching. He was on Hulu and then he just played the pilot of the Orville. And I was listening to it from my room and I was like, just hearing it, I was like, Wow, that show's changed a lot in that year and a half. Um, yeah, it's 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 a little bit more serious. Yeah, it still has, which in a good way though, right? In, a good, in way. a good way, and it does. It it seems that it's kind of, you know, it really kind of pulled us away from that whole like when it first came out. A lot of Trek fans were like, "Is this just going to be fa- you know Family Guy in space? Like, is that kind of what it is?" And it's this episode kind of helped pull it away a lot more from that. Be- yeah, because because it was a little zany in the first season. Yeah, you know there are a few episodes that kept it kind of kind of you know serious, but a lot of it was kind of just silly and fun. <laughs> yeah, you know it's fun to watch, but definitely coming. I don't think we would be we would accept a zany silly episode after that two part. Right, like you're gonna have to slowly move me into. <laughs> in the silly because that was that was pretty fucking hard yeah but um that's it reminds me of another thing a very star trek thing to do um isaac's on the bridge and everybody's fine with it yeah nobody's nobody's, he didn't really have a whole lot in this episode either which was kind of funny i think what it was is like it made sense to me from a creative like we want to we don't want to be on isaac again because we want to talk about other stuff so let's keep him out of the shot as much as possible but just enough so everybody knows he's still there right to kind of leave that question, like, well, wait a minute, you know, are we addressing this <laughs> issue? <laughs> um, so the basic through line is um, the Krell and uh, and the Union, after the assistance from the, the last battle, they're trying to forge a, it's not even a, a peace treaty, it's, it's like a commitment ring. Right. You know, or if you've ever watched basketball, a commitment, if you ever, a commitment ring in case you ever decide to make a commitment. It's that it was that kind of thing. Like it, it's one of those resolutions of like, we're going to chill, but we're going to see if we really want to make a commitment to actually chill out and, and, you know, have a treaty with each other. And then you have, uh, Gordon's, uh, this guy who is being chased by Krill ships and, you know, um, crash lands on the, the hangar deck of, of the Orville and it's Gordon's friend with who's supposed to be his daughter. And you find out that this guy had saved Gordon's life. And by doing so, he got captured by the Krill and has been spending 20 years in a prisoner of war camp. And, uh, and now him being on board a union vessel could um, cause the treaty to collapse. And uh, they're trying to find if he's, as guilty as they said, because the Krill said he destroyed, what was it, like three of their ships? And everybody's like, oh, that seems a little bit impossible. Um, yeah. And so they think they're lying. And Gordon's kind of conflicted because he's, as good, he's a, used to be his be- one of his best friends. But now he's got loyalties to, you know, to the captain. So it was, it was yeah, like I had 
as as a fan of sci-fi, you know, this story has been done a lot of times. But yeah, the the fact that the girl wasn't who she, they said she was did kind of surprise me a little bit. Yeah. You know. And it's fine. It's fine I to use she, the I, same. I thought she had a track mark. Like, like, damn, that bitch is into heroin. Like, at right. first. <laughs> and it's it's fine to have to rehash the same kind of structure of a story. I mean, eighty percent of romantic comedies are a Shakespeare play. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it's it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But you gotta you gotta bring something to it. You know, that's a little bit of a spin. And I think they did that with this episode just fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought they did pretty well with this episode, allowing her, allowing, and also kind of putting, like, one of the things is I, I knew he told, you know, uh, I knew he told the captain what was going on, you know, right. beforehand. Um, but just what he was willing to do, and then him kind of going into space, you know, making that jump before. I, you know what's funny, and maybe I just, I'm not as quick, I didn't. I didn't know if he told him or not. I th- I kind of thought like, well, maybe he's trying to fix it himself. But then kind of halfway through, I'm like, no, that doesn't sound because he's pretty loyal to the captains. They're homies, too. Yeah. You know, so I kind of snapped out of that. But mm. I didn't know it could have went two ways. You know, <laughs> I, you know. but, uh, you know, him jumping out into space and then like spinning around in space. I'm like, oh, that's going to go on forever. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it was it was a cool episode. It was a it was a good personal episode after you've had two, you know, kind of huge, you know, episodes right back to back. So right. um, yeah, but I enjoyed it though. I, I I did enjoy it. It was a it was a smaller episode, you could say, but uh, but I definitely enjoyed that one. All right, shall we move on to the last one? Yeah. All right, and our last one is episode four of Doom Patrol, Cult Patrol. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> dude, this one started out so fucking nuts. Yeah. Um, which is pretty much Doom Patrol in and of itself is just all fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, in this one, it actually kind of, it took us out of the search for the chief and Mr. Nobody, which apparently we come back to in the next episode. Not the next, is it the next episode? Yeah, it's the next episode. Um, but what what happens in this one is apparently there's a cult that is devised around this kid who on his 18th birthday would be red and would bring about the end of the world. Yeah. What makes this what made this thing kind of bonkers was the fact that you see these shots of this parents bringing a birthday cake to their kid. You know, oh happy birthday. And then as he gets older you start seeing these markings on his skin and then on his 18th birthday she's like, oh, "I got to go get the cake." And the kid's sitting there, he's got all these markings on his body. And then the dad comes up and goes, run. You're not the, what do you say? You're not the, uh, you're not the savior, the savior. You're, the destroyer. you're the destroyer. Get out of here. And then all of a sudden the mom comes over and just slits his throat right in front of him. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, oh. this whole fucking, this episode, this is the thing that I love about this show is that they are in a universe that is fucking strange. Okay. <laughs> And and I'm going to tell you, I know we got a lot of people used to the Marvel movies and stuff, and they're beautiful. DC can get fucking weird. <laughs> like, some of DC shit is fucking like, it's, you, you kind of, it's like you're watching something that's, that's horrible, but you can't look away. You're like, oh my God, <laughs> what the fuck? But the coolest thing is, Doom Patrol, the, the weird people, are so normal in these situations. Oh, yeah. Like, you have Robot Man being like, 
what the fuck is going on? I, I fucking love Brendan Fraser. Every time it's I always, love what the fuck is shit up? What the, and like when he, what was it? When he told, uh, when he got mad at uh, Crazy Jane, he's like, Jane, you are pissing me off. He's like, you need to pick a side. Yeah. And then we saw a whole other personality of, of Jane that, um, oh, I don't remember her name, but it was where she suddenly became kind of like oh, this uh, like a little british yeah street urchin yeah um and then we also found out i think we saw her actual personality yeah when the uh yeah because then the, the nordenheim or whatever oh. which is like whatever that cult's heaven is right. for a second <laughs> um they're all clown people and i'm like i don't i don't i'm not even trying to unpack it i don't even know what's going on and we then um, we can't unpack all this <laughs> right and then she's uh she's like all powerful it's the mother but yeah. now she's like this god now and then um it makes sense when you watch it <laughs> um us explaining it not so much but <laughs> but they said she said but what are you and then she said Robert, you're just uh you're just a like a brain in a tin can basically and you saw just a brain sitting there yeah and then um, and then you see the they they saw the images of how each other perceives themselves Yeah, like how do you see the other one and then um jane looked like his daughter yeah and what did he, what did he look he like? he just had blood all over him yeah, because yeah. he had killed a bunch of people at the thing. Which, Which I think it still bothers me because it's like Jane's killed and he he checked her too. Right. And her 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 reason was kinda lame. <laughs> it was like I I have a purpose. <laughs> what do you it's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like I get it. You know, he's on borrowed time because he's in a fucking robot thing, but you know, fuck you. <laughs> so um and then it's just how you see yourselves, and then it was it you saw Jane become this little girl we've never seen right. and she hid behind the cartwheel. And, um, I'm like, I, that's her. That's actually her. Yeah. Because we already know that they were fucking with her. Like science, science were fucking with her when she was young. Um, uh, for sci-fi fans though, uh, Matt Shepard, um, was guest starring on this episode as kind of a Constantine esque character. Yeah. Um, they should have just had Constantine. Oh, that would have been awesome, Ryan. Like from Matt the Ryan, show, Matt Ryan, I would have lost would have been, my mind. That would have been awesome. You got Matt Ryan yeah. in there, like, oh shit. Um, but uh, I wasn't. Fam- was I wasn't anyway. familiar I with this character too. He's cool. Oh yeah, he's been in, he's been in Doctor Who. He's most yeah. popular for Supernatural. Um, but he's a, he's a good, great character actor. And um, I can't remember the name of the character he played though. Um, I didn't. I didn't know the character. Um, but I'm also not heavily familiar with um, Doom Patrol either. So, um, but uh, but at the at the other time, um, so Jane and 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 uh, and Robo Man or Robot Man got pulled into Robo Man. <laughs> Robo Man got pulled into some universe that everything looked like a like a set, like a like a movie set. Um, yeah, it all looked fake. And then you had Elastigirl, Negative Man. And uh, the doctor and cyborg protecting the kid because the followers of the cult are supposed to uh, are supposed to get him. So they're trying to protect him. And Elastigirl has a moment where she's like, we are not heroes. I'm out of here. Like she's yeah. <laughs> she's Fuck this. yeah, she's like deuces. And uh, but again, she ends up doing what, you know, she's the last person to kind of convert over to being, you know, accepting of being a hero. 
you know, where she ends up seeing the kid's going to try to kill himself and uh, stops him. And I love the fact that he's like, I was going to kill myself. She's like, well, we're on the second floor. So you're most likely just going to break your leg, <laughs> you know? Okay. Uh, real quick. I looked it up. Um, Willer, Willerby Kipling. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Um, he was originally a Vertigo Comics character. Mm. Um, it's kind of interesting. So I'm just going to say this real quick. He was originally a Vertigo Comics character, but then DC bought Vertigo. Right. Um, and he's in comics. He mostly showed up in Doom Patrol. Um, <laughs> first appearance was in Doom Patrol number 31 in uh, 1990. But the funny thing is, uh, his character it was supposed to be Vertigo's Constantine. Ah, uh, that, now that's why the similarity this, is yeah, there. Yeah, because that's really heavy similarity. Right. But Vertigo used to, back in the day, used to, they used to do that. They would take a character that is similar, but make it like off the fucking chain. <laughs> and a uh, fun fact, character was created by Grant Morrison. Of course. Of course. It's probably based off of him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... <laughs> so like this episode is fucking ridiculous like it is it's a good fight scenes in there um uh obviously cyborg and uh and uh the constantine light was uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh that's disrespectful <laughs> willerby uh we're we're having some moments um because i like the whole fact that like cyborg and negative man were going back he's like I, he goes i don't know what this is going to do he goes but can you control this and then willoughby's like who what are you what are you talking about is anybody going to explain this to me <laughs> and like yeah. nobody's talking to him about it um but it's a two-parter um so it, it's going to be interesting to see how the next episode plays out however if you if by the way, if you guys have checked out our YouTube page, I have um, been creating playlists on there of YouTube videos for anything movies, television, comics, technology, gaming related. So in mo- television, I usually put up, you know, maybe some if somebody throws up behind the scenes or uh, promos for the next episode. For the next episode of Doom Patrol, the chief and negative man, and I'm not negative man, Mr. Nobody are try, try to stop the cult from taking over and essentially send Jane back in time to start an opposite cult <laughs> to try to, uh, so we get to see her, but this is back in the seventies. Yeah. So, um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because it can just only go more insane from here. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I, I think we're starting to really see, the name of the game here is how fucking nuts things are going to get. Oh yeah. Like, and, um, I'm enjoying every minute. And it's only four episodes in. (laughs) Right. It's nice to see a DC thing, especially with some, you know, some of the past movies where, you know, kind of had a Warner brothers had a stranglehold on the story and was kind of doom patrol is really not fucking around. Like it's like they gave the writers full control. Like just do whatever the fuck you want. Like just be crazy with it. (laughs) You know? And I love it. Yeah, it was funny too because, like, um, I told my my brother about it, and he was like, "Well, all right." So I show him the first episode. He goes, and after the first episode, he's like, I don't get what's going on. I go, nobody did. I go, so, but we he watched the next two episodes at that point, and then he was like, oh, "I like this show. It's weird, but I like this show." And then when I was like, "Oh, season four came out," or episode four came out, he's like, "Oh, are we gonna watch that?" 
<laughs> so yeah, so he's invested in it too now. So I definitely, if you haven't watched this one, give it a shot. It's really, it's a complete 180 from Titans. Yeah. And Titans is good in its own right, right. too, but it's, it's just, this one has definitely a more <laughs> fun vibe to it. If that's what you want to call it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but okay. Did you not like Titans or something? <laughs> no, no. I was just, I was just fucking around. Titans was one of those that I read. Like a lot of people were like in the beginning, were like, eh, I'm not so sure about it. But by the end of it, it was like, this is cool. Like, yeah, it's one of those. It needed, a, it needed a little bit more time to flesh out. Yeah. Cause the first couple episodes, it took itself t- too seriously. Yeah. And it was a little lofty. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. You know, but I actually haven't, I haven't, I fell behind on that one because I'm, I'm already a season behind on it. So yeah. it's, there's really no rush. <laughs> <laughs> well, when season two starts, Deathstroke. Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into some headlines. How about you kick us off? Yes, sir. Um, as, as one we reported about this in November 2018, look it up. <laughs> It seems that the rumor of the discless, you got to be careful. Yeah, I know <laughs> of the discless Xbox One S has resurfaced. Windows Central is claiming that a few sources have verified that we should be expecting the pre-order of the console somewhere in uh, quarter one of 2019. According to the piece, Microsoft is set to call the discless uh, Maverick console the Xbox One S All Digital Edition. Pre-orders are expected for mid-April 2019 with uh, general availability coming in early May. It looks... They haven't even announced it yet, but no, doesn't Microsoft have a thing going on? Let me read the reference. <laughs> it looks as though it could be near global um, simultaneous launch for almost all existing Xbox markets. Um, the discless uh, Xbox One S would go all-in-one... Would... Yeah, would go all-in-one digital game licenses. As Microsoft pushes for greater access to its game library via things like the Xbox Game Pass and the upcoming uh, streaming service Project xCloud. In addition to all that, they're reporting Microsoft may announce a Fortnite edition console with a custom Fortnite design. Obviously, without the disk drive in the console, you could expect the console to be inexpensive. Um... Yeah, I think Microsoft has like a thing coming up. Yeah. I, I, that they're going to announce stuff. And Microsoft has been known. They go, hey, here's this new thing. By the way, it'll be on sale next week. Right. And keep in mind that this sounds very much like the 360 arcade. Except. Yeah, it does. But, a, cause, cause, but kind of a better version. Because my big concern with this, and, and this I mentioned this back in November, was if how big is the hard drive? Right. Because if it's all digital, I mean, it's, but the same can be said, like with the Xbox One S and X, is that games are downloaded onto the console anyway, and then the patch one updates. So everything's on the console anyway. But if you're going all digital, how big are you going to, you know, bring them out there? You're going to do it. You need at least a terabyte. Yeah. At least. Because 500 gigs is lame. Yeah. Because that's what my PS4 has, and it fucking, it gets filled up pretty damn quick. Yeah. Well, that's what my original, because I have the Xbox One and that's 500 gigs. And then I have a 500 gig external, which right. gets kind of annoying because if, you know, a game's on the first, on one of those drives, it's like, you can't get it on this one because you don't have room. And it's like, fuck you. <laughs> I'll do what I want to do. But, uh, 
but my concern is just, yeah, how big? Because if, if you're going to go with a 500 gig, it's going to be, that's kind of shitty. Right. Because if you look at like, I think, what was it? I put in a note on the, in the article that I originally wrote, I think for this, for this one, that if you even took Call of Duty Infinity War, um, Infinity War, uh, the Infinite Infinite Battle or whatever that one that didn't sell well. I don't even remember what it was called. It was like 56 gigs. Yeah. And then you had the, then you also had the Call of Duty Modern Warfare remaster, which was another 46 gigs. Well, if I, if I remember correctly, the Master Chief collection was 55 gigs. Yeah. About, and that was the, and the, Grand Theft Auto, I think, was like 60-something. Yeah, so it's like only a couple of games, and you'll fill up that 500 quick. Right. And that's not even like demos and shit like that. And then... And and it's a lot of it's the graphics mm -hmm. and the voiceovers. Yeah. Those those files take a lot of space. And let's not forget, if you have, you know, Xbox Xbox, uh, Live, you have their, you know, games with gold, fuck it. (laughs) You're gonna... You have no space whatsoever. Right. So... That's always my chief concern. And I mean, I get it because at some point you're going to go with, you know, everything's going to be disk and everything's going to be digital. But yeah, I mean, it's going that way. Yeah. There's really no way to stop it. And honestly, who gives a fuck anymore? Yeah. But on, like, to be and honest. honestly, the blue dry, the Blu-ray app is not that good on the Xbox. <laughs> Mine's broken. Yeah, I have an all digital Xbox one. It was a fucking disk drive broke like a year ago. <laughs> Jeez. You know, so it's like, what's the point? Yeah, because I have, uh, I play discs, you know, I try to play Blu-rays on there and sometimes it doesn't read the Blu-ray. Right. You know, so. Uh, but anyway, Bioware's Anthem, it's not quite at the levels of Fortnite, but it's on its way there. So the panic of your PlayStation 4 not, uh, for being, <laughs> being rendered enabled to play the game or bricked in some instances, not a cool idea. Keep in mind, EA Anthem's parent company still hasn't gotten over the backlash from their botch release of, of Star Wars Battlefront 2, which encouraged microtransactions to truly play the game, much less win. EA seems to have identified this issue earlier in the week. Reports surfaced that some people were having issues attempting to play Anthem on their PlayStation 4s. The issue wasn't on all PS4s, but the issue became so wide that there probably um, there's probably a lot of people holding off until a fix is secured. And this, right. and this isn't good news for a company's bottom line, especially someone like EA. BioWare's online boss, Chad Robertson, has uh, had officially tweeted that the team had successfully identified several causes while some consoles might be crashing, but will fix some of those issues in a patch this week, which was actually earlier this week. Robertson said they were they weren't able to recreate the bricking on the PlayStation 4. BioWare's Anthem doesn't seem to be a huge factor in the crashing. That makes complete sense in light of forum posts indicating that fixing a PlayStation 4 that has supposedly been bricked by BioWare's Anthem is easy as starting your PS4 in safe mode and rebuilding its database. And I'm not sure if people don't understand what bricking means. If you can do that, that's not bricking. Right. Bricking means it don't work. <laughs> it no work no more. It no work. I don't know why it no work no more. You know. Have they? Who is solving this problem? Like, let's let's say I download this game and it bricks my PS4. Who's paying for the fucking <laughs> PS4? Um, I'm not. I I don't know. You know. That's the real question, right? But 
you know, one of the, um, it was funny too, because, um, I know that when people were having this issue, people were demanding Sony to give them refunds for the game, even though Sony has a very, you know, no, no refunds, you know, no refund for you, no refund for you. Yeah. Not only that, I mean, Sony's kind of stuck between a rock and a hot place too, because it's not their game. Right. You know, so they're kind of like, fuck you. Like, what is going on? Like, they're probably telling EA, you want to sort your shit out? <laughs> you know, and, and the and the powerful one in that situation is Sony. Right. Because Sony could be like, you know what? Fuck you. Right. You can't have games on our platform anymore. Now they're fucked. Yeah. You know, that's not going to happen. Right. But the threat of it's always on the table. Exactly. You know. So, but I, I heard that Microsoft was, I mean, Microsoft, Sony was um, actually issuing refunds for people that had wanted, but I know earlier this week, they actually finally released a patch and I haven't heard anything on it yet. So we'll see. I did download, um, just to check it out, I downloaded Apex Legends uh, for the PC because my, um, my son has been playing it on the Xbox and it um, still not my kind of game, not really into the Battle Royale games, but it's a much better looking game than Fortnite. Uh, the controls are very, very solid and all that. I just want to throw that in there before we fucking went anywhere else. I forgot <laughs> to fucking mention that before. I know we're talking about <laughs> Anthem. <laughs> right. Um, but Anthem, contrary, <laughs> trash. Like, I've heard nothing but bad things about this fucking game. Yeah, I don't understand. That it's just boring. Yeah. It looks good. Yeah. It's pretty. You know, right before your PlayStation blows up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, um, what, 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 speaking of uh, Fortnite, um, I heard that now with the cross-form pl- um, plays, uh, default, if you sign in through your Xbox, you automatically are pitted against people on PlayStation. That's hilarious. <laughs> and vice versa. So it's like if you're on a console, you're automatically pitted against people from another console. Well, the vibe, the vibe in the gaming community right now is Fortnite is for children. And that most people are happy that Fortnite exists because it keeps kids out of their games. <laughs> that's true. Because that's basically what's happening. All the kids are playing Fortnite. And then um, everyone else is, for, for the Battle Royale people, are, adults are playing like PUBG or they're playing um, now Apex Legends. Uh, Apex Legends is just, it is a good game. It's just not my thing. Yeah. Um, why did I, oh yeah, because that's an EA game too. That's why I was, I drew, drew the correlation. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apo- let, let me apologize to everybody right now. Okay. Yeah, the lazy geeks would like to explain it sincere apologies to me. <laughs> For just being all over the place. You understand? Right. Um, very little sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm here because I want to entertain. Okay. <laughs> I want to get this news to you. I want. You need to, to know. Do our, all of you it. need to know our opinions. Right. But I just want to let everyone know that as soon as I'm done recording, I'm going to pass out in this chair. So <laughs> I just want to let everyone know. Okay. All right. All right. So our main story tonight is the internet. Not so much as the internet as a cesspool of porn, memes, and dog videos, but more in line of internet news outlets and blogs that are trying to get your clicks. I'm referring to clickbait or just plain bad journalism. Some people might be wondering what the difference between clickbait and bad journalism. Well, that's Fox News in a nutshell. Uh, Clickbait is more like that story we've posted about two very different ideas come together for a clickbait article from Bleeding Cool about how Disney is planning to close Marvel Comics. Um, Bad journalism is a story regarding the pushed back release date of Sherlock Holmes 3 noted 
that uh, Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows, which was the second film, came out in 2011, was reported by GameSpot as coming out first. And the second film was the original, simply called Sherlock Holmes, came out in 2009. Why is that a big deal? It's simply because the writer of the GameSpot piece wrote that Game of Shadows came out first when it came out second, but included the years of release. And for some reason, the writer thought that it was legit that 2011 came before 2009. And the article was out for a couple of hours and long enough to be noted in the comments that they don't understand linear time. So it's... It was so precious, I even took a screenshot before the piece to and before it was eventually updated. So my question to Adam is, aren't we better than this? My answer is no. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we get the news uh, we deserve, is that it? <laughs> right. I, I, think, I, I think the issue is... is all, let's, let's take it back in time. When, when we got the news from CBS, ABC... NBC on TV. Right. We got it every night, right? Right. There was time. You know, there, there wasn't this mad rush. Now with the internet, man, I mean, the 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 fucking Endgame trailer came out <laughs> this morning and it, literally 30 minutes later IGN had a full breakdown of the fucking trailer. Right. Like it's and it's great, but a lot of the shittier sites bleeding cool. <laughs> um which used to be a great site. Yeah. I, I remember going to Bleeding Cool, and and they just lost their fucking way. Um, they are in such a mad dash to get something out there. It's either clickbaity or it's only half right, you right. know. And it's just it's we as consumers are better than that. Yeah. But the question is, are they? No. No. <laughs> I say no, sir. I say nay. <laughs> it's happening so frequent now, and it's not just game. It's like, let's be honest, ga- gaming as a whole is not that important when you compare it to something like politics. Right. But the same thing is happening there, too, yeah. where we're getting half truths and fucking people just making shit up. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's it's like who to even trust him? It's, it, it must have been nice for older people where they could watch the news and a hundred percent know that it was correct. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it wasn't, there was just that, that kind of trust was there. Right. You know what I mean? But we know the veil has, the veil's been lifted for us. <laughs> so now someone tells you something and you're like, but really though? Right. You know, um, what do you think, man? What, what do we need to do? What do, what do make the world a better place? Steve? <laughs> well, the problem that I particularly have and you know, it's, it's this, you know, if you, if, if you're young enough, you're probably like, oh yeah, this is the whole, you know, get off my lawn kind of speech. And it's not even that it's really more of an issue of one, like in the issue of the GameSpot thing, proofreaders, you know, and I'm, and here's the thing, like for bloggers or like us, you know, we're not we don't claim to be journalists or anything like that. So it's like, you know, whatever. But in, in some instances, you know, they don't proofread anything. And it's just like GameSpot. Like, you know, it, it's, it'd be the same thing as like, you know, reading something in like, you know, The Hollywood Reporter or something like that. And, you know, I, I see things in like Collider, which used to be a good site. But everybody is falling into that whole 
you know, I used to go to GameSpot a lot back in the day too. I remember when GameSpot was more reputable than IGN. Oh God, yeah, I remember IGN. Was IGN's just, actually cleaned up. Yeah, because remember IGN was, oh, did you pay us? Then we'll give you better, uh, yeah, you know, better. But I've been, I've been seeing them now. Their reviews are solid from what I've been seeing. Like they were, it's like a big, hot, fucking trending game, and they're like, yeah, this game's not perfect. I'm like, oh, IGN. <laughs> like, yeah. like, oh, what? They didn't, did they not slide you that 50 under the table? What? <laughs> right. That's why the best reviews are customer reviews. Oh, yeah. You know, because they, we're not getting paid. But then that also has its own problem. Where you have, I, I, love, I love when I'm on Steam, right? And Steam's pretty cool because it will give, you know, you have the reviews from customers at the bottom and it tells you how long they've played the game right. in hours. So you have someone who's put in like 200 and some odd hours into a game and they downvote and say, this game's fucking garbage. Like, is it though? Right. Because you played it quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just something they probably, something changed and they didn't like it or something like that. So you got to watch out for that. Right. But it's like, you can't trust anyone. No, trust your friends. Hmm. That's even, what I yeah, do. I don't know. Even then, <laughs> um. no. like when a hot game comes out, I know that there's some of my friends that are going to get it the day it comes out. I am not that person, right? So when they get it, let them play it for a week, and I go, "Hey, how was that game?" <laughs> <laughs> and depending on what they say, make your choice. Right, right. Um, it's just interesting because, uh, like, I found this thing on Twitter. And, um, you know, and yeah, you're, you're questioning fake news and all that stuff. And you're, you're looking on Twitter. I found this thing called film clickbait and you can find it on Twitter. It's called at film clickbait. And, uh, they call out people for clickbait. Uh, this one was, uh, you know, uh, this, they, this one tweet they pulled out from uh, comicbook.com which also is another one that I used to kind of, I used to go to and then they started getting into the whole clickbait shit and they were saying Matt Marvel fans are asking why, uh, D- uh, Danahi Gira's name wasn't at the top on the Avengers, uh, end game poster. And she was the, the Royal guard for black Panther. And, uh, the, they called out, they retweeted and they said, if the fans are asking, wouldn't it be your job as a comic book website to do some digging and find out instead of embedding four tweets and posting with no answer or even a hint of educated speculation. Yeah. Just saying people are asking like, uh, huh. <laughs> and you're supposed <laughs> to figure it out. <laughs> right. And like another one from comic book resources, they go wonder woman, 1984 is not a sequel to wonder woman. And the clickbait goes, yes, because it's not a continuous story for a character. It is technically a sequel. It, you know, it, th- so it isn't technically a sequel. And then he's like, and then um, he writes, yes, it is. Because that's a quote from the articles. Because it's not a continuous story for a character, it isn't technically a sequel. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the second movie with the same character. Right, it's not. A, and see, and that's the problem that I have is with a lot of that stuff. It's like, no, a sequel is, a con, is not a continuation. That's what you're, you're trying to, you're, you can't, you don't understand the concept of both. You know, like if you have a, if you have a continuation, like for lack of a better analogy for most people, the Karate Kid is a continuation. All of those movies, the first, first second and third yeah. one. Why? Because they pick up right where the previous movie left off. That is a continuation. It's a big story. Yeah, it's a continuation. It moves. Yeah. Because when Daniel wins the, the fight in the first one, when Karate Kid 2 starts off, 
moments after he wins the fight. And it continues. It's another story, but it continues right on from there. A sequel is essentially another movie of the same, uh, the same title. That's what a sequel works. That's a sequel. Is. But then even so, it, it's, such, it's such a fucking dumb article. Mm. Because yes, I agree that that is the official, the sequel and continuation thing. But in America, everyone calls the second movie a fucking sequel. Right. And no one's upset. There's, there's <laughs> no guy going, um, excuse me, this isn't technically a sequel. And like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like, well, when did they become that asshole? Right. You know what I mean? Like, Jesus Christ. But yeah, so he was. Uh, I, I did read that. Wonder Woman's not a sequel. And I go, what? <laughs> isn't it? I was like, how does that work? <laughs> yeah, because um, they said that like heroic Hollywood. There's another one that is. Is horrible. Um, Avengers Endgame features callback to Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man 2. And then they post, they um, retweeted saying, a Reddit user pointed out that a line of dialogue in the trailer was similar to a line in Iron Man 2. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's what we've resorted to. That's how we fill up uh-huh. the hours of the internet. And it, it's just, it's one of those, it's, it's just that whole thing, um, that you just see of people taking little bits of information and then keep pushing that because, oh, you know, in-game's a huge thing, so we want to get as many clicks as possible. But what I've, I've usually said in articles about clickbait, and I have the clickbait article. Somebody tried to s- snide me on a clip, like, enjoy your clickbait, and I was like, it's, it says in the title, clickbait. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, this is clickbait. Um, was the, the, the Marvel... Um, the Marvel uh, comics possibly being closed down by Disney. My, the, the article that I had gotten that from was bleeding cool. And I'm not sure if we, I don't think we talked about this in the past one. I think I just said it to you, um, was this came from two separate pieces of information. One of which was, uh, an interview with a comic retailer and the comic retailer was saying, business is dying. It's, it's dropping, you know, you know, they, they, they're having trouble selling comics, blah, blah, blah. Problem is, com- this has always been a problem with comic book stores, comic book retailers. Comic book retail doesn't last long. If you go, I, you know how many comic shops that opened up and closed within a few years? There's very few that open and stay open, like uh, Collector's Paradise down where I live. It's been open 20 years. But he has a hardcore fan base that goes there treats people right and stuff like that so people go there but you have other comic book stores that have been there for five years they're closed that's the nature of comic book business because most of the stuff is fixed price you can't really make a lot of uh, profit off of it right and you know and yeah publishers say oh well you need to have you know if you want to buy this you got to buy these things and stuff like that um but that's general any type of retail business so that's really nothing new. If you knew, if those guys knew anything about the comic book industry or even just Google searched it, you know, they would have an anchor for that story. But also Bleeding Clue has been very anti-Marvel from, for a long time. Um, and then another piece of um, information came out saying that by South by Southwest, uh, Joe Casada and somebody else, I can't remember who it was, uh, were going to have a panel at South by Southwest talking about how Marvel has influenced video games, movies, television, you know, you know, and, and, you know, and, and look at the things to come. So somehow they pulled these pieces together and said, Oh my God, 
Joe Casada and them are coming because business is so bad based on what this other dude said. They're going to close Marvel Comics. So they're trying, they're coming to South by Southwest to try to prove to Disney that Marvel is worth staying open. Mm. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> like, how did you come to that conclusion? That's how clickbait, that's how conspiracy theories start. Well, here's the thing, too, is comic books aren't dying. The printed medium is. Right. And that's two different things. I mean, you could still draw comic books and sell them digitally. Yeah. Because I hear they're selling quite well digitally. Yeah. So it's... <sighs> because what's easier, going to the comic book store, which may not have... And this is also a problem when you go to comic book stores. Certain issues sell out. They only buy a certain amount of issues because they know, you know they're not going to buy stuff that's not going to sell. Yeah, and then it becomes a thing where the only logical way to be at a comic book shop is to have a have a a, a Dropbox, right. and where you're where they they're ordering your comic book, and then you're guaranteed to have it. But then with that, you have the same problem with digital. You just walk in, pick up your box, and leave. Right. You're not looking at anything. So the, the it's it's almost like the business nowadays is just isn't sustainable yeah. like it used to be. So now they resort to selling other things. They sell collectibles and stuff like that. Those only go so far because most people aren't buying tons of those. Yeah. Well, like, and then also collectors- the stores with the games and stuff, yeah. that's kind of profitable. Yeah. Like this, the uh, collector's paradise, they still have, you know, um, you know, card, you know, they had like magic and all those card game tournaments there and that brings people in. So it's like, you know, and they, yeah. they've been sustaining their business for like 20 years and it's like, you know, they've, they found what works, but I've also seen what's changed, you know, and it's, you know, I've gone in there to get certain books if I don't pre-order, because I want issue one of this comic, but I don't want to pre-order it yet, because, or say put it on my pull list, because I don't know, because I don't know if I'm going to want it again. But it's never there. You know, you go and it's like, oh yeah, no, all our pre-order, all our um, pre-orders have have gotten them all. That's- yeah, like you could show up before the store opens, be the first one in there, and it doesn't matter because everybody already pre-ordered it. Yeah. So then it's just you like, know? well, fuck it, I'll just get it digitally, and then you know, deal with it that way. And then collecting comics is really not like a lot of people used to collect comics because it was profitable. It's not profitable anymore. No. You know, it's it, the, the only comics that are really worth anything are from like the sixties yeah. and who, and, and, and who ruined that comic book companies. Right. Because now they reprint everything yeah. and they, it, it, and that's fine. Yeah. You know, it, the big, the, the big thing for me is the most people read them, the better. You know, I'm, I'm I don't give a fuck that a comic book is worth a million dollars. Great. I can't afford it. You know, it doesn't matter. But, um, I just, to me, the printed medium is dead to me. And I think that's what's going on. Printed me for comic books. Um, it's just so the positives of having it digitally so much outweigh it for me. Like one, I can't, I don't have the space. Yeah. Um, I got kids in the house. They're going to grab it. Fuck it up anyway. You know what I mean? Or I could have a fucking iPad full of comic books. And I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd prefer them to not charge me the same amount. Right. Because <laughs> they, they ain't slick. You know, they're not shipping it anywhere. They're not printing it. Right. You know, but okay, whatever. You know. And the, and the um, benefit of, of getting digitally, they never sell out. Exactly. Never sell out. And then also, too, we have the streaming services. Yeah. Um, DC, I have DC Universe. DC Universe has comic books on. They don't have a lot, but they have some. Um, Marvel. The big one is Marvel. 
um, Unlimited. They're six months behind? Everything. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but it's like six months behind, I think. Six months behind. Yeah. So you don't get the newer stuff. You can purchase the newer stuff through there, I think. Um, and and that's that's fucking cool. Like if you're just a fan of comic books, yeah. having a service like that is dope. Because I, I remember reading you, that. Too. I remember I was on Marvel Unlimited for a short time, and I remember going in there and reading like the Ultimates line and reading yeah. some of those old like you know House of M, you know, and stuff like that. I was like, oh man, this is cool. We already know what I fucking read. I had I had Unlimited for a couple months, and I read through the entire twenty issue run from the early nineties oh, of yeah. uh, um, McFarlane's fucking Spider-Man. Yeah, that's right. I remember. Where he did the art and the writing and it was phenomenal, phenomenal work. And I never got to read that because I was too young, you know, yeah. and it's, it's great that we can go back and we can see some of these old pieces. And it's, it's, um, I think digital for this particular form of entertainment, much like television, it just makes more sense. Yeah. But nostalgia, yeah, and people who prefer to have physical things, I get it, you know. And, 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 and I find myself sometimes I do that, you know. Yeah. But I think if 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 I get into that, like starting collecting comics again, I, it'd be digital. But if I really wanted that, like, oh yeah, I wanted to flip through them, I'd probably just buy a trade instead yeah. of instead of like individual books i'd probably just go like oh cool the you know court of the owls cool i'll just get that trade and read it that trades way. are great yeah because it's one complete story and you're good with it you know right but you know in, in, in essence to to stuff like that i mean this clickbait is like conspiracy theory so you know when we sit there and say like oh my god you know why is it so like this why you know does our president say stuff like that and fox news say stuff like that or you know all these people believe that anti-vax it's like we've kind of inherited this this is the this is kind of the thing that you know this has been on the internet for the last what what did the internet turn 30 or 50 what was it 15 30 27 something like that you know it's like yeah that's that's this is what it's matured into you know and because there is such a uh, welcome to the future (laughs) (laughs) the future is now Uh, this is what we've kind of you know uh because everything needs to be immediate companies you know most of these sites like comicbook.com comic book resources bleeding cool are all, all owned by a corporate by a you know a bigger conglomerate and they make money off off of ads and in order to keep the ads coming they have to have so many clicks so they have to give suggestive uh titles in order for people to go because if you just give basic titles everybody's gonna be like oh okay and then click and move on to something else right and it's like that's why we don't do clickbait or we call it out uh, which was actually kind of interesting because the one that I called out the clickbait actually got a lot of because <laughs> I actually put clickbait in the title. It was clickbait colon Disney's going to close down Marvel. It is basically in the title. It's clickbait. Well, you have a lot of people that barely fucking read anyway. That's true. You know, it, it's clickbait. Uh, clickbait is just fucking retarded because here's the thing. You can write an article that has a provocative title. But when I click on it, I expect to read a provocative fucking article, right. like something that's giving me some information. The difference between that and clickbait is you click on it and nothing happens. It's like a big cock tease. Yeah. It's like when a chick's looking at you from across the room all night at the bar 
and she with them fuck me eyes and then you go over there and she's like i have a boyfriend well fuck you then <laughs> what the hell are you bothering me for then i could have been talking to all these other brats right well you know? yeah i mean clickbait is basically the um you know it's the it, for those of you that are old enough it's the porn covers that you would go yes. and you would see those porn covers of the chain you're like going oh she's hot and then you go in there and it looks nothing or if she's even in it it's just not even it's, in it. it's just a model. It's just a model yeah. on there, and you're just kind of like, "Well, this sucks," you know. So, uh, but yeah, so it's it's one of those where it's sad because a lot of these sites that I used to go to, which were actually cool sites that actually gave information, as opposed to why is this person not in the in the thing, and you're like going, "Oh, why?" Then you go in there, and they're basically just saying, "Yeah, we don't know either. Why is it? Why isn't this person in there?" People are saying they're not in it, but why aren't they in it? It's like, well, motherfucker, you're the one that's supposed to tell us. Yeah. Yeah. Why are journalists asking me questions? Right. You know, it doesn't make any sense. But it's the same thing. Like if you go on, you see like news and stuff like that. They're like, you know, uh, Politico's reporting this or the New York Times is reporting this. How about you guys report something? You know, if I wanted those, I just go to those sites. I started doing that. I started noticing a long time ago that all these sites, they have the same source. Like a lot of like Politico is a big source. Mm. Like that's a perfect example. So it's so I, I usually around this time, it's usually a year before an, a, a presidential election. I'll start really paying attention to politics because this is when they really start fucking around. Right. You know, and then I've also been paying attention to the committee hearings and, you know, all the stuff like that. So I was looking at a lot of different sites going through Google and Google news, you know, it aggregates just fucking get, pulls news from whatever. Right. Um, and I noticed 90% of them fucking articles were like source Politico. Right. And then I go, why don't I just go to Politico? Politico? Yeah. I do. Like, I, why am I even bothering? I know that's what I, I started doing. I actually went to, I follow Politico on Twitter. So it's like, I'll just go to I them. Love Politico. Right? I'll just go to them instead of, you know, anybody else or, and here, and, and it's or, something that actually, or, you know, it like, unless like when I go to, when I report something and I look at it, I'll look to see where their source is. If their source is another site, I end up clicking far enough back. And if you click far enough through all the different links from different sites, you'll actually get the source. Till you get to the actual person that talked to the actual news thing. <laughs> right. And then it's like, okay, then I use that as the source, not the... <laughs> and this was this situation was a conversation that Steve and I had very early on with the site when we were first doing news. And we, we quickly realized, listen, just reporting the news we're reading is a waste of fucking time. If they could just go somewhere else and read that. So you got to put a little spin on it. You got to, your opinion, you know, and stuff like that. And I think, I think uh, Steve does an excellent job with that. I used to (laughs) when I was involved. Um, But no one does that. Like, and then, you know, and then it is, it's almost insulting to the source. Let's say the source political. Let's use them again. Politico makes a 200 word article breaking down a fucking something that happened in the house and all this other shit. And then someone picks out right. whatever's going to charge people up, make it sound like something different and then say source Politico. Right. If I was political, I'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> it spent me a week to get that fucking thing together. And you, you punch that in in 10 minutes. Yeah, I, it is, it is, it is a lot of that. And one of the things that I, that strikes me, and this is part of the bad journalism 
is especially in those sites that we talked about, you'll find things like they'll report an update. Uh, let's just use an old one. You'll see, um, uh, Okay, let me. I'm just gonna make one up. Uh, this is an old one. It's uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s second Avengers movies, this last contract. So people start saying, "Oh, this is it. What's gonna happen with Tony Stark? Is is he gonna die? Is is he gonna walk away? What's going on?" Then it comes out. Oh, hey, you know, I'm gonna be doing. Um, you know, Robert Downey Jr. comes out and says, "Yeah, I've ex- I've I've created a new deal with um with Marvel. I'm not gonna do any more Iron Man movies." But, you know, it, I'm going to be more heavily involved in the universe, which is really cool. And I'm really excited. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. Then a couple of months later, you know, a new um, a new trailer for, you know, uh, a Civil War comes out. And then it's like, is that leading up to an Iron Man 4? And then you're like, no, because you already said you know, it, he already said himself that he's not doing another solo. Like Iron he Man had he had a genuine conversation with someone. Right. And then you see a story later on from the same company that's saying, oh, they're using this. So is this mean we're going to get an Iron Man four is an Iron Man four coming along? And it's like it's like, what the hell? You you know, it's it, it's that kind of stuff that just kind of disregards stuff that was reported before and is known fact. And then suddenly he brings out speculation where it's like, no, that wasn't, that's not even news. And, and I, every time I report stuff like that, every time I, you know, I put stuff like that on the site, I'm always going back going, no, cause we already talked about that here. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it may have been six months ago. And I know your memory doesn't go back that far, but it's like, this is what, this is what it is. And we already know this. And, you know, so it's just like today with the whole, um, uh, Avengers. We're not talking about the Endgame trailer because we're going to save that for Monday's episode, right? Because we could have done that whole episode just on the trailer alone. <laughs> yeah, and we didn't know that was going to pop off today. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's kind of like, oh shit! And I, I really want to spend some time with that and watch it a couple times. Yeah, with some lotion. Um, and by the way, I want to give some props out. Um, again, to IGN. I did. I I watched the trailer at work, and I'm not going to really say anything about it, but. Um, Steve sent me, well, a few people sent me the link, but uh, Steve sent me the link and it was funny because you were the last one to send it to me. So a couple of people sent it like, I'm working. And then you sent it and I'm like, all right, (laughs) fine. If Steve's going to send it to me and it was like 8 a.m. You know what I mean? Like, fucking Jesus. So I watched the thing. Great. And then like I was on IGN because, you know, I I worked enough. Let me fuck off for a couple of minutes. Right there, fucking already. They had a breakdown. I'm like, this is gonna be clickbait. This is gonna be whatever. I clicked on it. It was a well thought out. It was like you were having a conversation with your friend. Mm. Like he kind of broke it down. He's like, oh yeah. And then did you see this? I mean, it could kind of mean this, and it could kind of mean that. I was like, you know what? Big upside, GN. That was kind of dope. You know. So I mean, I know they can't hear me, and they don't fucking care. <laughs> they have their own podcast, but uh, yeah, you know, they're not the lazy geeks. Fuck them. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Uh. All right, so I think on that note, I think we should kind of dump into our final uh, story tonight. German police say officers called to investigate a murder arrived to find that the woman who reported the murder or reported it just wanted someone to remove a car blocking her garage. 
The woman who wasn't named rang emergency dispatchers early Thursday and claimed that her husband had been killed, sending police and first responders rushing to the scene in a Bavarian town of Brestigaden. German news. Brest- I think it's Gaden. Brestigaden. Yeah. yeah, you got to have that hard kind of consonant. Brestigaden. <laughs> Uh, German news agency DPA quoted a spokesperson for the upper Southern Upper Bavaria police, Stefan Sontag, uh, saying the woman thought if she called in a murder, the police would get there faster. The woman who what was a bitch. <laughs> the woman who was visibly drunk attempted to get into her car before the officers took away her keys. Like this bitch. <laughs> I can only imagine the, the cop was like, "All right, you, give me the fuck." It's like, "Are you serious? Are you serious right they now?" They probably came deep too, like fucking like. Oh yeah. If it's anything like America, they came five squad cars deep. <laughs> oh, like man. if it's a murder thing, they're like, "Nah, fuck this." Oh, I know. Uh, she can expect a hefty, hefty bill and a criminal investigation for misusing the emergency number. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they have the same rules that we have. That. <laughs> like, I fucking Jesus. <laughs> like, what that reminds me of people? the people that go to the like you're at the ER because you have a medical emergency. Right. OK, I, and I'll tell a quick story. Mm-hmm. I I was going to work. My wife was taking me to work when I worked at Best Buy and my side hurt. And I figured I pulled a muscle or whatever. And it was slowly getting worse. <laughs> like it was like from the. We went from the back and then it started going to the front. And I was like, fucking Jesus. <laughs> and I usually have a pretty high tolerance for pain. And I wanted to cry. Um, so I was like, I need to go. We need to go to the ER. Like something, something's wrong. You know, my wife usually doesn't hear me say that. So she fucking darted. <laughs> and um, I'm at the ER and I'm waiting and I'm just fucking in a miserable amount of pain. So I'm walking up to the counter. To go, hey, you know, maybe you can give me some ibuprofen or something, you know. And um, this chick cuts me off. <laughs> okay. I'm like, shit, what's wrong with her? So, you know, being a gentleman, I don't say nothing. She comes up. You know what she was there for? Hmm. She wanted an x-ray because her her wrist hurt. And they said, well, did you hurt it? And she goes, No. It just hurts, and I don't want to schedule a doctor's appointment because it takes too long. And I, in my pain-infused state, said, if you don't get the fuck out of my way, (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? I literally just walked past her and said, yo, I need some fucking ibuprofen. And uh, they they were looking at me. I was sweating, bro. Oh man! Like, you know what? Why don't you come in? <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's, maybe that maybe that's bad. Oh, um, man. I had a kidney stone, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, people. That sort of reminds me. You just misusing things, <laughs> and you're fucking it up. <laughs> I would be pissed if I was if I was those those people that hit the scene. Oh, dude! Because you hear it's a murder, right? So you're in the car like, oh, bad boys, bad boy. Who right. fucking who's getting fucked up today? Fucking getting like, all Will Smith and Martin Lawrence stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna dish out justice. Like somebody got killed. This is fucking bullshit. You get out with that kind of mentality, and you find it was just some dumb drunk bitch. <laughs> you'd be like. I swear to Jesus. <laughs> so, suddenly somebody, both two, two, two cops are getting up real slow in that Michael Bay wind pan, you know, where it's like, shit's about to get real. <laughs> they're, they're holding their gun and they're like, uh, they're like Mark Wahlberg and the other, the other guys in the passage. You just banging it. Boom, 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 boom. It's like, oh shit. They get out and he's like, I'm just struck. And I called, 
I said it was a murder, so you would come faster. I would shoot her in the fucking <laughs> Like, I, is it an emergency now? <laughs> yes, it is. You fucking oh bitch. God. I would be so Oh, bad. man. I found that it, it um, you know how um, the AP has a regular news um, news feed on Twitter, which yeah. I follow. They have one called AP News Oddities. So they have like a bunch of these random ones. I'm like, oh, I got to follow that on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is our episode for this week. Thanks for joining us. If you want to help us out, there are two ways you can. One, you can leave us a review wherever you get the show. Recommend the show to your friends or two. If you want to help us, really help us out, you can donate and you can head over to LazyGeese.com and click on the donate button. And you can definitely follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash TheLazyGeese. Twitter and Instagram are both at TheLazyGeese, all one word, of course. Send us any feedback, comments, suggestions for episodes or any of your favorite conspiracy theories or any twisted shit. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Exactly. Um, send that over to the geeks at the lazy geeks.com. All right. And if you want more content, content from us, uh, more <laughs> discless stuff from us, <laughs> you got to really enunciate yeah, I know. discless. I know it's like a dick. No, I said discless. <laughs> <laughs> Just head over to the blog at the lazy geeks.com. So thanks for checking us out. So until uh, Monday, <laughs> live large. If you ain't living large, you ain't living at all. Yeah.